Hi, I'm Sam Candy. Welcome to Sustain Talks. Today I'm joined by Sarah Magni-Rashton, Head of Culture and CSR at Vortex UK. I came across Vortex UK's ESG report and it was fascinating. I thought it'd be really great to share more about their journey and what being a business that does good looks like. So hello Sarah, welcome. Hi, how are you? <laughs> really good. It's great to have you here and I'm excited to share your journey. Uh, I thought it was so great when I first met you and spoke to you and you shared a bit more about the insight into the report and how it all started in your journey. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about you and Vortex and who you are and what you do? Yeah, so um, as you say, I'm Head of Culture and CSR at Vortex UK at the moment. So Basically, what that means is I oversee um, anything CSR related, sustainability, from uh, the environment side to social mobility, match funding, all that good stuff. Um, also, internal communications and employee engagement. Um, so give you a bit of background about Voltex, because it's one of those where people haven't necessarily heard of it. But then when they realise it exists, like, oh, didn't even know that that was a thing. So um, Voltex is um, was founded in 2007 as a joint venture between Barclays and HSBC. And we're a cash processing company. So what that means is we are we basically receive any cash that goes through the cash cycle. We filter out any dirty, any ripped, so any damaged notes. So basically when you get your cash in your hand, you've got confidence that that's real. It's not counterfeit, it's, it can be used um, so that you don't get cash in your hand that you, know, you can't go into a shop and, and spend. And not a lot of people know that that's even a requirement of the, <laughs> the cash cycle, but it is, and that's our role within it. So we work very closely with things like the Bank of England, the Royal Mint, to push out notes like the polymers and the new pound coins that you might have seen recently. Yeah, it's so funny. Since I met you, I've just explained that to so many people <laughs> talking about you. I found it really fascinating. And what about your position? You've been there for quite some time, haven't you? Yeah, so I'm coming up to seven years with Voltex now. So yeah. I've been um, very lucky on my journey with Voltex. I've um, been able to work my way up through the organisation. So got a really good understanding of, of what it means um, to have sustainability within that cash cycle and just how important it is so that we can keep people having access to cash um, yeah. in a world where the connectless kind of payments are, are coming to the fore really so you know we are declining as an industry but we need to keep cash available for those people that it means so much to. And within your business uh, what does sustainability and being a responsible business mean? So I think that recognising our responsibility and boosting sustainability, it really all comes back to our values as a company. So we've got three very simple company values at the core of our business that all our activity revolves around. So they are, we treat others how we expect to be treated, got a right first time approach, and we do what we say we will when we say we will. Yeah. So it's it's really, if you think about the concept of those values, it all drives into being a responsible business and doing the right thing. And 
it's our it's our moral compass in a way those values um and it's something that's been a foundation that's really allowed our um sustainability and responsibility to to grow and strengthen yeah um i mentioned before i came across you because i saw your esg report which you've just Mm. released um and I, yeah, I really enjoyed reading it and learning more about you. What's the bit that stood out most to you when uh, going through it and doing it? I don't think there was any one initiative that stood out. I think it was more the, the concept of everything we've done in recent years has been very much people driven. Yeah. So what I mean when I say that is that sometimes as people who work in sustainability and CSR, we get so hung up on the really big ticket things. So if you think about your your infrastructure, you know, oh, well, we need to change all the lighting and it has to be kind of occupancy based. And, you know, we have to look at the consumption element of that. And yes, absolutely we do and we have, but when you really get into it, where what's the things that matter to your people on a day-to-day basis? Because mm. they want to see you know there's so much research done at the moment about if people are stayed in a role it's because they really valued that kind of those you know those moral values I was saying they 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 really value that and what's your company doing to drive that sustainability well our Voltex people can say well they involved me you know they asked me yeah and even though those changes can sometimes be so small they can make those biggest impacts you know in in things like plastic reduction and and your consumption because it's all about behavior change and if that's coming up through um through all the levels of the organization then you're far more likely to have that success than than top down so i think in writing the asg report it was very much how how successful that's been because it's become ingrained in all our initiatives so no matter what what we do we go back to well what do our people think first yeah and we'll we'll drive the strategy from that and it'll be a bottom-up approach so I think that's what stood out for me it was how how reliant we've become on that and that's great in my mind because it shows that we're doing what you know what our people want essentially yeah um your head of culture at Vortex and um, you know so you must be very involved in the equality diversity and inclusion strategy Mm. and what Mm. does that entail at your business? So equality and diversity it's something that strategy is something that's you know it's always been there but most recently we've had a bit of a a rebrand of it because again it's that thing with reaching out to our people we found that we were doing that more and more Mm. and we also found that in recent years obviously we've seen some really big societal change in in the areas of race um amongst many others but that one specifically had such a profound effect on people especially around the death of george floyd Mm. and we felt we really needed to at that point acknowledge the fact that this is really difficult for some of our people it's really it was such a harrowing thing to see on the news it was so difficult to know how to respond to that 
not only as a company but as individuals you know what how what can you even say um and our colleagues who were most affected like that it felt like they just had to carry on regardless even though this huge thing is happening in the world and this huge movement so one of the things we did at that point was our open forums so we wanted to basically go out to people and say okay there's a lot of companies standing up right now in support of the black lives matter movement mm -hmm. there's a lot of change happening so how do we now as a company what do you what would you expect us to do what would you want us to do how would you expect our strategies to change um our policies procedures and it was just starting that conversation really and from that we rebranded our strategy to what we call um speak stand share and shape so basically what that consists of is your four pillars where you speak up about discrimination if you see it happening you call it out there's a zero tolerance approach to it there always has been but developing that confidence in terms of being brave enough I suppose to stand up yeah. and call it and then obviously stand where is it show us <laughs> um stand up for what's right and that can be for anything you know again it goes back to our values it's very much underpinned by that and then share is we need to share what our experiences are. So in order for me to understand your background, your heritage, you know, tell me about it. You know, where, where do you come from? What's your demographics? What's your heritage? What are you proud of? Also, have you experienced discrimination? What was that like? How did it feel? Mm. Because we just can't understand each other and make our society is more inclusive unless we do speak but that can be really difficult and that in itself can be a culture change can't it and you know that can be a journey for people and companies um and then shaping is about saying okay well this is where we are um this is where we want Voltex to be how do we get there and you know our people shaping the future of Voltex. so i think how i'd describe it is it's always going to be a work in progress yeah. in terms of where we are and where we want to get to. But we've started those conversations and people are starting to be braver in terms of coming to those open forums and saying, this is what I do like, this is what I don't, this is where I think we should be. Um, and this, you know, we've done two rounds now and there was like a 104% increase, I think it was in participation in those forums so it just shows you start the conversation and that might feel really uncomfortable yeah. and as a com as a company as well as an employer you might think oh I don't know about that but it's just starting that conversation and then people get braver and more confident and you can deliver those quick wins for people. It, it's, a, it's a brave thing for a company to do as well to you know that could have the reverse effect so to do that and put yourselves out there to mm. to make an effort to try something different like that and have a strategy around it um i think that's really really commendable and um, you mentioned those pillars uh, i also know that you have five pillars the five e's that you work mm. with um tell us a little bit more about that so we break our CSR strategy down into five areas. So that's five E's. So we've got environment, 
engagement, employability, enterprise and ethics. So these are basically a way of breaking down our, our stakeholder groups and making sure that we are targeting ourselves and holding ourselves accountable in each area. Mm -hmm. So what's really important for us in that is that we can have business owners. So for instance, in environment, who's going, who across the business is going to look at um, the waste management and the recycling, who's going to own that, be passionate about it, drive it and get everyone else involved as well. Um, you know, on the other side of the coin, who's going to look after the fundraising element, you know, who's going to make sure that we're volunteering and giving back. And that really works for us because you've embedded it across the business in all of these different groups. And you've already also by doing the grassroots idea creation and, you know, getting people to feed into it, you've done the vertical integration as well so it's all fully embedded and you've the most important thing is all those people are so passionate about it you know they they all have a stake in it so it's not just your csr function who is banging that drum and going come on let's you know let's make sure we're getting this right it's people in pockets across the organization and they're all so um so passionate about driving that as well so it's it's um that's really worked for us so far i think you can never stop really i think it's sustainability is everybody's job and mm. i think we are getting better and better at every person within the organization having an impact on that um because we're setting up the um, csr networks at the moment so people might have diversity networks we're doing that with csr as well um but it's all about where you are on your journey, really. At the time yeah. we did the stakeholders, we weren't at the position where everybody across the organisation was really, really passionate. We just weren't there culturally. Mm -hmm. um, but now we are getting there. So it's just to show that over time, you might feel like, oh, God, we're so far away from that. But honestly, it gets traction so quickly. Yeah, and it, uh, it's true what you say. You don't have to be the head of sustainability or the head of culture or the head of CSR within a business to get involved and to play that part. Um, didn't you have a story about um, something to do with your ways of reducing waste, how you engage with your staff? Um, I'm sure I remember something. Yeah, so I think that's, um, is that Green Path, I think, that you're yes, alluding to? Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, Green Path is my baby at the moment. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, we got to a point in 2019 where we'd done these big changes. We'd we put in um, the, so it's something called Power Perfector technology. So we'd reduced our energy consumption hugely. We got um, all the big stuff like water saving taps, your occupancy lighting, we've got all of that stuff in and we thought, right, what is next? And we just, we couldn't think of anything big. And I think that's where we got stuck um, and we plateaued a bit. And then there was some ideas coming up through the CSR networks and panel, um, which were really good. And I, I, we thought, why aren't we leveraging this basically? Mm. So we started mm -hmm. our Green Path competition 
So this was about um, getting people's ideas and really boosting that grassroots strategy creation. So um, we launched a competition and honestly, the amount of ideas was just huge. Really? And it was things that as much as, as, as passionate as I am about it and as much as I understand what Voltex is and does and the processes, I'm not doing it day to day. And it's just those nuances in the processes that people really picked out. And it seems so obvious to them in terms of why do we print that twice? Or why do we, why are the plastic bags this big? Why do we have those plastic bags actually? <laughs> you know, little things like that. And it was a case of we could then identify those um, and change them. And not only could we change them to reduce our impact, you know, with plastic, improve our impact on the environment, we could also involve those people in terms of making that change. And that obviously boosts their engagement. They mm. are upskilling themselves. Um, and then we can take that up to an industry level as well. So we can, I can take it to my meetings for the cash industry environmental charter. And I can say, look at this, isn't this great? Yeah. Could you do it in your organization? And, and we've got some people who, you know, our cashiers whose ideas have gone up to an industry level, which is yeah. just incredible. And That's you know, brilliant. they're like, oh my gosh, well, I can't believe that was my idea. And now they're doing it. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, going from strength to strength in terms of we just keep him going if the yeah. ideas keep going then so do we um yeah. so yeah it's been it's been invaluable honestly it's just surprised us so much in terms of what our people's input to it it's been brilliant. yeah and to be able to share that with an industry you know we talk a lot about um collaboration and taking out competition and actually like sharing with competitors and giving ideas when it comes to um, being a sustainable business and a leader and a responsible business, it is really good to share your ideas with other people. Um, I know that health and well-being plays a crucial part of um, mm. at Vortex. What tips could you give to other companies, and what do you what kind of things should do there? So. I do both at once so <laughs> I'd say the biggest thing is to assess oh it might sound really obvious but assess where you are on your journey with health and well-being so far so for Voltex um we had quite an extensive support package for both physical and mental well-being already um but in 2017 we saw quite a big uptick in um, mental well-being absence so it was clear that we had to do something else in terms of supporting our people um, being completely candid we weren't sure what that was at that time yeah um, so we need we knew we needed some kind of extra research support in that area um, so we signed the time to change pledge because that for us at that time, it offered, um, we could do more research. 
it offered us support so you when you sign the time to change pledge you can put forward an action plan of what you think you should be doing but then there's professionals at the other end to kind of say okay have you thought about this and you know I think you might have a gap here um so that's a process of assessing where you are on that path and then what's what's the end goal of that where do you want to end up you know what support do you want to end up delivering for us um we do things like paid counseling now um and that's made more available to our people it was something that we always did through our employee assistance line but maybe not to the depth that we needed to yeah um and then there's things like support tools so the way that we worked it we signed the pledge and we had our action plan and we knew that that was great that was what we were going to do but it's not stopping when that's been implemented mm. so doing it and knowing that that's great and that's a good package for an employer to deliver is is wonderful but then having the feedback from the manager population was really key for us because it's all well and good to put that support in place but then our managers were coming back to say okay but what do I do in this specific instance you know if someone is in crisis what do I yeah. do there so that was when we went back to the drawing board a bit and said okay well we need to write we need to help write, write something that is more step by step if someone comes to you in crisis this is what you say this is what you do this is where you signpost to um and then they tried that out that was really good but they still felt a little bit kind of unprepared for that it's a difficult situation yeah. to be in it really is really? um so then it was okay well we need to train some people to really handle those situations yeah because what we didn't want was our managers to become um affected by what's going on themselves mm. um so that was when we put in mental health first aiders yeah so i yeah. think the biggest thing the biggest takeaway from that is just keeping that cycle going like we've put this in did it work did it not how what's next for you and just yeah. keeping it going so that you know that you're putting your investments in the right places rather than just doing what you have been told would be a good thing to do and then accepting that it's good without asking and yeah concentrating that effort rather than ticking a box per se if I yeah that must have really helped you through over the last few years with covid because mental health has been one of the key issues with you know some people working from home or the difference in circumstances and furloughs and things like that so you know it must have really sort of set you ahead to to already have things in place to be able to deal with that that's it and it's again with with everything that we're kind of talking about today it's really mm. people having the the trust to come forward with their opinions and suggestions and knowing that they'll be listened to so yeah. even if you know obviously with all of this kind of grassroots strategy creation that we're doing there are times when the answer will be no we can't mm. do that mm. um and i think that's maybe what in the past we've shied away from what other companies shy away from no one wants to say no yeah. but as long as people are kept involved and and talked to honestly and given the reasons for that then there's been no you know no issues with that so i think 
mm. as much as there's a fee around it it's it's very useful and very worth doing as long as you can keep that communication going yeah um you've been on this sustainability and socially responsible journey uh, mm. for a while have there been any challenges that you found throughout hmm. i think I think, I mean, there's always challenges with everything. Um, I think one of the biggest ones that we encountered was um, with the embedding of the process. So we talked about it a little bit earlier in terms of getting people across the organisation to buy in mm. to the sustainability strategy. And the way we overcome that was rather than picking out people to own each area it was letting them volunteer oh. so I think sometimes the challenge we had in the past was we'd choose the account owners so for each of those five E's so environment we'd choose the people that seemed most obvious so what I mean by that is um, you might have um, so say an area of the organization owns the recycling relationship well they should be accountable for that target they're not necessarily the most kind of invested people in it they may mm. own the relationship but maybe there's people throughout the organization different levels who want to support that so they might want to support the um the supply relationship owner in terms of driving some activities and sites how get them involved in it then there's no yeah. there's no kind of just because you've got your hierarchy, it doesn't mean that it has to be this person up here that owns it. It can be anyone. As yeah. long as they've got the passion and the drive to do it, let them do it. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of where we went a bit wrong initially, I think. We were like, well, it should be them. No, yeah. it doesn't necessarily need to be. You know, you've got this person over here who's doing great work. It might not be their core role. It doesn't mean that they can't be involved. So I think that was probably one of our biggest learning points um but it's just a case of you know when we opened it up more it was just much more successful and um now i feel like we're in a position where everyone's just really passionate about it that's involved which is great yeah i honestly i can't commend you enough you've done such a great job and it obviously is something that you are so passionate about your company is so passionate about um I've left a little bit off because uh I'm pleased <laughs> to say that you're going to be speaking at the responsible futures conference and we are going to be sharing a little bit more about that in the future so for now I just wanted to thank you so much for your time for sharing your journey and your experience I know so many people are going to get so much value from this and uh yeah keep doing the great work i look forward to seeing what's coming in the future oh thanks it's been great to speak to you thanks for having me yeah likewise take care bye-bye cheers bye